Imagine for a moment that your friends decide to throw you a birthday party. You pull up to the house, you know the location, you know the people that are going to be there. You can see them inside, they're having fun, they're talking, the music is so loud, you can hear it outside the door, but you try to open it and it's locked. You pound on the door and the music's so loud, they don't come to the door. You go to the window, you press your face against it, you knock, they're not hearing you. Nobody's responding, the party's for you and they don't see you. The honored guest isn't even there. That's what happens at Christmas a lot of the time. The honored guest is really Jesus Christ. Christmas is really about him, but we get wrapped up in all these other things, buying presents for one another. It's not about the presents under the tree. It's about the present that God sent us in the form of his son, Jesus. It's not even about family. Though it's good to be with family, it's about Jesus It's not about the wrappings and the trimmings. And in life, we can get distracted as well. We think it's about money, so we go, and we've heard about God, but we don't follow God. We know he sent Jesus, but we haven't let him into our hearts and lives. We get wrapped up in career and fame and pleasure, popularity, and maybe even religion that doesn't include Jesus. But his birth was so historically important that we divide human history by B.C. and A.D., before Christ and after death. That's how important his birth was. That's how important his death was. God sent Jesus, his son, as the ultimate gift for us. How was he wrapped? Look on the screen in Luke 2, it says, And this will be a sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. The greatest gift ever came wrapped humbly in that stable, in a manger. And suddenly, there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. So here's the ultimate gift. But the question is, why is Christmas? Why is Jesus? Why is this gift from God so important to us? And we find the answer in John 3.16. For God so loved the world, he loved the world so much that he gave his one and only son, so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. God sent his son into the world not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. So that everyone would not perish, what's that all about? When God created this world and he put Adam and Eve in the garden, He asked them to stay away from one thing, but they couldn't resist, and they they went against his will, and they sinned. God's so altogether holy that sin separates us from him. He can't cohabitate with sin. And now, it wasn't only Adam and Eve, but the Bible goes on to say that all of us have fallen short, that every one of us are sinners, all have made mistakes. And we can't stand in the presence of a holy God anymore, and this is a dilemma to this God because he loves his creation and he wants his creation to be close to him. And we're separated now. We're going to perish without him in this place that the Bible calls hell. And God said, no, I want you to have the best life on earth. I want you to dwell in heaven with me forever. So he made a way for our sins to be forgiven so we could be reunited with him. In the Old Testament, they would kill a lamb to let 
It would signify the wrath of God falling on that animal so it didn't have to fall on people because God hates sin. He's so just. He hates it when people hurt and wound others. And, 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 he, and he, he, he's so just, he can't let that happen. And so he made a way so that we could be forgiven once for all through Jesus Christ. Jesus came down in that manger the very first time on that very first Christmas morning to be the sacrifice for our sins. He would become the spotless lamb. He would be the one that would take sins away once for all. And people say, well, why only Jesus? Here's why. Because God the Father only made one plan to reunite his creation back to him. And it was Jesus Christ. Acts 4, verse 12 says, there's no other name given among men whereby you can be saved except for the name of Jesus Christ. Wow. So that's what it's all about. That's what the baby in the manger was about. Living a life of no sin. Being one that we could pray to and, 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 and know that he's been through it all, but he never made mistakes. He's the faithful high priest who can help us. And the Bible says that he was crucified on a cross for our sins. That the nails were driven in his hand and feet, but God the Father, who it pleased to bruise him on the cross, it pleased the Father because he knew we'd be forgiven. God the Father raised him from the dead, brought him to his right hand, and here's what the Bible says. Jesus is sitting at the right hand of God, and he's making intercession. He's praying for you and me. And here's what he's saying. God, forgive Stan. I know he's made a lot of mistakes. I know he's done wrong, but I died for him, and I love him. And one day I bowed my knee and said, God, I want what Jesus has to give me. I have a question for you. When does a gift become yours? It might be wrapped up really pretty and someone might have it in their hands, but it's still not yours. It might be stretched out for you to take and, and, and they're offering it to you, but it's still not yours until what? Until you take it. Until you take it for yourself and unwrap it and say, this is, I received the gift. And that's the way it is with Jesus. He's the gift from the Father, but he doesn't become yours. He doesn't come into your heart until you say, it's something I want, and you reach out and you take it. I talked about the honored guest on the outside knocking on the door, and today that's happening for the hearts of people in this room as well. Here's what it says in Revelation 3.20. Look, I've been standing at the door. And I'm constantly knocking. If anyone hears me calling and opens the door, I will come in and fellowship with him and he with me. He's knocking on your heart's door today. And the question is, will you open the door and will you let him in? 2,000 years ago, he was born in a stable. He lived his life for 33 years and went to a cross to die for my sin, for yours. Today, he's at the right hand of the Father, and he's knocking on the door of our hearts. Whatever you've been through, however bad you've been, his grace is greater. He forgives for all things. The only thing it takes is to humble yourself and say, God, I want your son, the gift you gave, I open my heart.